KCRW, I'm Jason Bentley. Basement Jacks formed in 1994 in South London. Now their seventh studio album, Junto, is out uh, this month. Felix Buxton and Simon Ratcliffe are Basement Jacks. They join me in studio. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good how, evening. How are you? Welcome. Happy to be in the sunshine in L.A., as yeah. always. Well, welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you. <laughs> so um, forming in 94, that makes it about 20 years of Basement Jacks. Do you, wow. think, of, do you think about that at all? Are you, do you <laughs> get nostalgic at all? I can't really remember, really. I mean, that seems like a long time. I don't know what's been going on for all that time. <laughs> do you remember, Simon? No, not really, no. Yeah. No. It's, uh, uh, do you just kind of focus on kind of what just, you're what you're doing is, and what's next? This is life, and you focus on what you're up to at the moment. Sure. Yeah, and live in the moment, and then uh, <laughs> and then life will soon be finished. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on uh, Junto, which um, is very possibly your best album. Uh, yeah. Really? Well, you know, I've, I obviously haven't lived with it as long as the others, but yeah, it just feels um, very you know matured and polished and. A lot of great songs on this record and still, you know, quintessential Basement Jacks. So, wow. Well, people seem to feel it's a return to how we would have been maybe 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's bright. It's uh, positive, full of hope and love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and we, th- yeah, there's tracks on there that we've been DJing, which have gone down really well. So, yeah, it's a body of work, which we're proud of. Yeah, you should be. And and I want to talk about the first track that I think came over, which was Mermaid of Salinas, which is such a great, it's a classic Basement Jacks tune. It has, it has a little bit of the Brazilian, it has the house, it has the punk attitude distortion in it. And I think of the whole album is just classic uh, Basement Jacks. Well, that came about about two years ago, probably. In a way, we sampled a friend Andrea Torano gave me a copy of a track a couple of years ago, and it was like a smooth jazz um, little noodle. He gave me a few tunes that he was working on, and I was giving him advice on how to develop them. And uh, there was one part in there that seemed like a really good hook. Uh, And basically, I did a little edit of the first bit, and then uh, said, this is really strong, this riff. You've created like a a proper Latin riff. It seemed like it existed before. And uh, that was the beginning of the evolution of that song. Mm. And it, and actually, the song itself is about, I was with him in Ibiza. We went to the beach. He went off for a little walk, went into the sea. And uh, he met a, a stranger. They walked and, and they talked away into the waves. And then they ended up making love. And that was uh, basically, that is the story of the Mermaid of Salinas. So it was quite a while from the riff at the beginning and then and then the actual story of the song, uh, which was all real, So, which is great. I wish that would happen to me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But it, it's good because for him, the whole song was a bit of a, a kind of healing in a way. Mm. And it, just because this thing happened and, and before he'd been going through hard times, relationship-wise, whatever, and this moment, he kind of came back to life and he said it was like one of the most spiritual moments in his life. Hmm. So that's really beautiful that that's all part of the song. Well, you know, if we think of that as as quintessential Basement Jacks in some ways, which, you know, reminiscent of, of uh, Rendezvous or yeah, yeah. Uh, things from your, your debut album in 1999, is that right? 99? Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us, you know, how things have evolved in your mind. I mean, in what areas do you think things have um, kind of changed in unexpected ways for the group? Well, I mean, we're still doing it now, which I don't know if either of us planned at the beginning. Thought that. Yeah, Yeah, we just kind of set off. We were doing the music. And then, well, we decided to have a break after we did five albums. That was our deal we had with XL. Mm. And basically, that was the only... I didn't think at all of what we were doing or where we were going because it was doing the five albums, and then that was a couple of years f- ago. Yeah, and then we did our last album was Zephyr, yeah. which was like um, a part two to Scars, and Zephyr was like a soundscape, and then we did two film scores. So we were... And then the orchestral, the Metropolitan Orchestra thing that Felix oversaw. So it was kind of uh, probably saying, OK, we've done five albums, six albums... It's time to go off and experiment. But then the landscape, the musical landscape, seemed to come back to how it had been 15 years ago. And people were saying to us, you know, this is kind of your world now. Mm-hmm. This is your territory. So very familiar kind of sentiments came back. You know, the music became more soulful. It's just that the production values have been turned up a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, quite a lot. 
and but, some of the young DJs were playing our original productions again, and saying and doing re-edits and uh, interested in our sound. Yeah. So the idea of doing another Basement Jacks album seemed kind of sensible. It seemed relevant. Yeah. And we decided maybe maybe we'll do one more to kind of uh, if we've still got something to say as Basement Jacks to the current world. You know, we are peers and have been involved in this music scene for a while, and I think the the people we looked up to back in the day were, mm -hmm. you know, the likes of uh, Masters at Work and Kevin Saunderson and um, uh, Tony Humphreys, and and now there's a whole new generation that would look up to you, um, yeah. and, and you mentioned things coming full circle again. Are you excited about the sounds that you hear emerging um, now? I think it's great. Um, Disclosure are really good at what they do. And yeah, I mean, they're definitely coming from the same stable that we came from. And uh, there's Rudimental as well, another act in the UK. Yeah. And they're very much kind of, they've taken the soulful music and the American garage. And uh, yeah, the whole thing that we were getting into, yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, and doing it again, and uh, and it's really good alive music, and it's the the musical landscape is really alive, and loads of young kids loving it and really getting into it, which makes actually electronic culture is becoming very rich. Mm. It's got a history now. It does, and I just hope that people acknowledge that, you know. Yeah, but yeah. the main thing is that there's good music being made, and then people will, if they're interested enough, you know, they will start to you know discover. And also Daft Punk. I mean, last year that was amazing. That yeah. suddenly they were a, a lot of people also hadn't heard about them in in the bigger mainstream. They had mm -hmm. a very big, you know, underground, cool following for years and years. Mm. So suddenly they were like right, you know, number one all around the world. Well, do you keep your mind open, you know, when you're writing, when you're producing, to the newer sounds, the uh, you know, trap or uh, daytime disco or Melbourne bounce. <laughs> Everything. I don't know. I mean, but do you kind of bring that into your sensibility or do you kind of feel like, well, this is what we do over here? No, we've always been very curious and open to everything that's going on. And in all those genres, there's really exciting things and there's things that are less exciting. But, you know, there's good things in all of it and you try and learn from it and incorporate it if it's good incorporate it whether you mean to or not it goes into what you're doing mm. makes me think of the track buffalo um, but you tell me if there's a good example on the album where you're you know including some of these these influences oh uh, well yeah for that i mean yeah that's kind of mixing old and new because that was started off as a, a jungle track and mm. then we we kind of uh, brought Trapified in some it. trap influences so yeah. it's kind of like a trap jungle jack's track Who's on that? Mickey Blanco. Mickey Blanco. Oh. So from around here. So oh. that's actually due to Graham Sinden, who lives over in LA now. Oh. Yeah, I was in contact with him probably two weeks before we finished the album, and he said, this guy, Mickey Blanco, he's working with him, he's in the studio tomorrow. Do we want him to do anything? And he's like, yes, please. And uh, yeah, and then they sent some stuff over the next day, and then... There were emails, and, and so we never actually met Mickey. Hmm. And then uh, Mickey was meant to be sending some more stuff back, and then he disappeared into the desert. <laughs> so hopefully he's come back. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Sneak in Toronto. Is this something to do with DJ Sneak? Yeah, Sneak was in the studio, yeah. and we had a sort of session with him. I can't remember if it was a couple of days, and a couple of things came out of that. There's yeah. a track called What a Difference Your Love Makes, which we released last year. Which we co-wrote with him. Yeah. Yeah. And this so, has been well, a, he came up with what a difference your love makes a phrase, which I thought was an amazing phrase. Yeah, and uh, he is a, he's a friend and collaborator from way back. Yeah, he was on Remedy on the first album. He was and, a mongoloid. Yeah. He is a mongoloid. Yeah. Yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, mongoloid is essentially an elite uh, group that includes yourself and Ian Pooley and Daft Punk and Armand Van Helden. And that's right. Well done. You're very good. Yeah, that's right. A <laughs> couple more. It was just a collection of like-minded producers yeah. in the late 90s, early noughties. It's one of the, the great albums that was never made. Was exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. We were always going to, but it never happened. <laughs> I want to ask you about Power to the People. Wonderful um, early track on the album, uh, gospel-infused uh you know, soulful, housey. Also, the, the vocal performance is stellar. Tell me about um, the recording and, and writing that song. Well, the chorus on the song has got 5,000 people doing backing vocals. <laughs> uh, it really has, uh, because that was from the UK tour we did uh, last December. And uh, after several shows, I put the mic out to the, the crowd 
and Vula sang the phrase mm. and the crowd sang back. Mm. And uh, that took a couple of years coming together, really. We had a, a like funky version of it. We had like an EDM version of it. Uh, and we performed it with the live show. And it had an, a different song on originally as well. The song itself changed. Yeah. So uh, and also the strings in the background that I recorded in Paraguay at the beginning of the year and thereby the recycled orchestra. So they're kids that have made instruments out of the trash and all everything that gets thrown away. Uh, and they're actually instruments on the track. And also there are there's a backing vocal in there that I recorded in Nairobi in Africa as well. So this was all the stuff that happened in between, like the album being formed. Wow. Last song I want to ask you about is Never Say Never, which I'm currently really hot on. And actually, I went to it straight away when I got the album. Great song. It sounds like uh, John Legend on here. I don't know. Who is the, who is the vocalist on this? Uh, ETML. Yeah, who's been out of school for six months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is his first big project. Excellent. Well, it's a terrific song. And um, yeah, I think this will be a strong single from the album. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, it's being released in England in the next few weeks, and it's just started going on radio there. So, uh, mm. you know, fingers crossed and that it, that does connect to people. Cool. So you also have some records to play for us, and um, it'll include a couple of yours from the album. But I want to ask you about a couple things in the mix coming up because I have the playlist here in my hand. There's a couple Dirty Bird tracks, uh, mm-hmm. Shiba San and Cats and Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you a fan of, of the Dirty Bird crew? Yeah, definitely. Well, that that's Justin Martin, isn't it? Is that Dirty yeah. Bird? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why there's another track on there, Kaja, which is coming out on Atlantic Jacks. Well, sure. it's, it's probably out just about now. But okay. I saw on the DJ reactions that Justin Martin loved that track. Hmm. So uh, it's like, okay, well, that's the American vibe, so maybe that'll be good over here. Also, I see you have the Disclosure Friend Within collaboration, which is kind of their post-settle uh, single that came out, uh, The Mechanism. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. We've and, been playing that out. That goes down very well. Yeah. And then um, I did want to ask you about a couple of the Atlantic Jacks uh, releases. Um, is it Chai Mini? Chai, Chai Mini. Chai Mini. Um, so you are, are, you're active with the label. You're putting out uh, other artists. That's right. Well, basically, the album's just got finished about two months ago. And these are things. Uh, there's a song, Cocoon, by Andrea, who features on the Mermaid of Selena's track and plays guitar on that. This is one of his own songs. And, uh, yeah, it was time to actually put it out. He had it ready last summer. <laughs> but it was like, sorry, yeah, I haven't finished the production on that. Good yeah. things are worth the wait. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for uh, putting together the mix for us. And always good to see you. Thank you for coming through KCRW. Thank well. you. Thank you. Oh, never mind. We try. We love. We conquered, I won't forget the taste Oh no, I'll never say never again I'll never say never, I'll never say never again
Thank you. 